Welcome back to Your Best Year Starts Here. And we ended the last episode, or got near the end of the last episode, and said that we would be answering some questions from some of our listeners. So that's how we're going to kick this episode off. So you've got a real live question, have you? I have indeed. And this comes from Matilda, and this is her question. So I've got a question for you. What to do when your spouse doesn't support your career dreams? Thanks. Bye. What a great question. So there's a phrase that says, when you get your team together, you get your dream together. And the question really basically means, how do you survive in a relationship or how do you work when sometimes the other half doesn't really either understand your dream or doesn't support your dream. So you have two choices. You either have to educate them or you have to leave them. Now, if we're not going to leave them, part of the problem is they don't understand how important your vision is. So when I got involved in my finance company, so as a backdrop to this, I had a very successful commercial finance company from 1983 to 1993, And then I decided I wanted to resign from my own business and start all over again from home. I had two two young kids and I had to get support from my other half. If you don't get support from your other half, you can do it, but it means you're going to be out of integrity in your relationship. And it depends how important your relationship is, what it means to you, but not having your partner's blessing either means you haven't explained it well enough or they are nervous about their self in the relationship. When I then set my second finance company up from home, in 1997, I decided to go down the self-esteem route. And I said to my wife, I want to really make a go of personal development. And she said, you've got to do it part-time for two and a half years. I want to see if you can make an effort. You You can make it worthwhile. And I proved to her over a two and a half year period that this was the market. And since 2000, I've been full-time as a speaker. So to the listener, I would say, if they don't buy into it, you're going to have to either prove it, demonstrate it, get a great accountant to show why this dream is so important to you. And if after all of that, it doesn't work, you have to make a decision, what's more important, your dream or your relationship? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think one of the big things to say in there is... um you can't change other people. Now, you can coach other people. You can educate other people. If they're willing to be coached. Precisely. But you can't change people. You know, there's a there's a, a saying that I can't remember where I first heard it from, but it's like, if you want to change the person you're with, just change the person you're with. As in, if you want to change that individual and they're not willing to change, the only way you will change them is to no longer be with that individual, but be with somebody else, which is a really, really hard thing. And it comes back to the point you just made of which one's your higher priority. You know, is your spouse your number one priority and you will compromise other areas of your life for that relationship? Or do you have other things that are so important to you that you'll compromise your relationships for those other things? And it's how do you find that? How do you find that balance? And I don't think it's an easy one to answer. I don't think I certainly don't think it's an easy one to do. You know, it's, it's great to talk about it in theory and go, which one of these things is more important to me? But in the real world, you know, so it, there's some hard decisions to be made either way if you can't win that support 
from the person who but, but mostly get from. Always because they don't understand what the goal is, or you haven't demonstrated how important it is. So I wish you luck. I'd like to hear how they get on with the answer, but the, the other always answer is couples counselling. And you know, my wife is a child and adolescent psychotherapist, and lots of issues that get dealt with have never been dealt with at a soul level. So the real question normally isn't. As we've spent a couple of episodes, it's not about the spoons. There's something else going on if somebody isn't willing to support you in your goal or dreams. Yep. You need a support team. So, you know, to make this podcast work, obviously I needed someone with technical skills. Neil, you wanted a partner to bounce ideas off. You know, when I'm writing my book, I have people that support me. You have to have a support team. As we've said before, you have to do it by yourself. You can't do it alone. So the real question is, is it what you want? How important is it? And what are you willing to sacrifice to make it happen? Yeah. I think the other thing is, in relationships in general, is always try and look at things from the other person's point of view. So if you were, you know, and this kind of ties in a little bit to what you were just saying, if you were to be that other person for a minute, just put yourself into, as best you can, into their head, with their life experiences and you know especially if it's someone that's your spouse you you probably know them well enough to at least understand a bit of how their head works you know try and put yourself into their head and look at things through their eyes look at things through their perspective what might they be afraid of what might they be excited about what dreams might they have that they think they'd have to compromise to support yours you know all of those kind of different things that maybe there is some middle ground in there that makes everything work with some deep conversations, with some level of understanding being gained, you know, with some maybe some coaching around how things are going to be, maybe with some kind of agreed, okay, well, let's test this thing. Let's see what happens. You know, all of those things that you've already mentioned, but try and look at it from the other person's point of view, as opposed to what does this mean for me? Because I think being in, you know, taking that other person's point of view will sometimes make us notice things that when we can explain them, the whole thing falls into place much more easily. But if this is the question from one person, I wonder how many people in our lives or in our workplace are having similar issues with their partners. So if one of your team is having an off day and they normally are doing really well, there's probably something going on in their personal lives that's affecting their sales. So whether it's in retail, whether it's in marketing, if you are having a great month and all of a sudden there's a dip, normally there's some personal issues going on. And if it's about overtime or it's about money, you need to sit down with some of your people and find out what's going on because nearly always it's personal stuff that gets in the way. And we really, for the two of us, want everyone who's listening to have as much fun as they can in the workplace so they can have their best year ever. But more importantly, if they're not having their best year ever, what can we do to create more harmony at home? Yeah, and it... For me, it's always that balance thing, right? So I was thinking about this recently, and I'm going to go on a slight tangent that I wasn't planning to in this episode here, but I was thinking about this recently in terms of, for me, where do the priorities sit? Because a lot of people, I hear loads of people talk about family first, family first, family first. I actually think there's a foundation that you need underneath that, and that foundation is where you put yourself first. 
And I don't think putting yourself first is selfish, even though it sounds like it might be, if you're doing it for the right intention. And that right intention is if I look after myself, I can show up better for other people. At least that's what it is for me, right? But I can't show up at my best for other people if I don't look after myself first, if I don't make time to be in alignment with what is right for me. If I'm trying to be somebody else to please my family or to please other people in my life, then I'm going to be unhappy, which is going to affect them anyway. And that's all about authenticity. So if you're not being authentic and you're not being the best version of yourself, you won't project that to the outside world and it will affect every area in your life. Exactly that. But I think if you kind of get that foundation of what matters to me, you know, what makes me tick? Why am I doing things? How do I look after myself? How do I make time for myself to make sure I'm looking after myself? If you can kind of get that layer in, it's almost like family sits on top of that. And I'm going to talk about family in a slightly broader sense because family isn't just your spouse and your kids. To me, family is anyone that you spend a lot of time with that you're close to. So it could be colleagues in the workplace. They can still feel like family. Well, you're with your colleagues at work a lot more of your waking hours than you are with your domestic family at home. Precisely, precisely. So I think anyone that falls into that family it's critical to think about those relationships and how that works. And a big part of that is how do the other people feel in these relationships? What does it look like from their point of view? Be like you just said, you know, if someone appears to be like really frustrated, upset, unhappy, what's going on that's maybe got nothing to do with me that's in, that's impacting them? And how can I make appropriate allowances for that in terms of the way that I'm dealing with them and communicating them? And then I think beyond that, we then get into the wider world. And what's the impact we create there? And I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure what my word is to describe that in a single word. Because if I'm going foundation, which is an F, and I'm going family, which is an F, I don't know what that next word is yet. It's something I've been thinking about. But I think there's kind of three levels there. Well, I'm going to tell you now, if it's not fun, and you don't find that that routine is fun, you won't continue it. So... Everything that I do is if I'm not having fun in what I'm doing and if my foundation using your words isn't right and my family aren't being looked after, whether it's my own team, whether it's with my PA, whether it's with the people who help me with my books, life isn't going to work. But longer term, we have Easter coming up and I don't know when these podcasts are going to be coming out, but over the Easter holidays, what would be great for people to do is to review where they are in their lives right now. So we're a quarter of the way through the year. If you've started your goal setting in January, how are you doing with your family goals? How are you doing with your business goals? How are you doing with your self goals? And let's not wait for another three months, six months to find out how we're getting on. Every three months, do a check-in. We're doing a check-in with the podcast. We're doing a check-in on our personal goals. I'll talk about my health goals a bit later on, but everyone needs to be checking in and not waiting till it's too late. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, review where you are, take note to where you are, and if you need to change things, evolve them. You know, that's that that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? It's, you know, am I making progress in the direction I want to be? And the bit that doesn't change, at least in my world, is if you're if you've got an outcome you're truly committed to, the outcome stays fixed. But the way to get there is where you need to be open-minded. Well, north is always north. Exactly. Exactly. But the, the exact route to get to north, you know, well, the exact route to get to your house to record this, which made me late, you know, because, <laughs> hey, you, you've brought it up in so many episodes last time we were recording. I'll do it this time. Um, 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's that same thing. It, the timing didn't work as I planned. I could have taken a detour, which would have sent me in a different direction and may or may not have hit the timing. Probably not, but who knows, right? But I was making progress the whole time. And although it took me a bit longer than I expected, I knew I was heading in the right direction. I knew it would work. And I think if people know they're going in the right direction, it's great. But if you know you need a course correction, then you know plan the time to take that. And if that involves sitting down with the people close to you and explaining to them what's going on and asking for their input and making them feel involved in the process, then, you know, make time to do that as well. Maybe that's the answer, that somebody doesn't feel involved and somebody feels left behind. And if they don't think they're part of the journey, they will then want to be a disruption to the journey. And that's where people can be a terrorist in your own family because they have a vested interest in your life not working to justify their position so if they're not feeling part of it they will want to destroy it yeah and that seems like a pretty good place to end this episode i think so um thank you for tuning in and as always if you've got value from this do us two favors one share it with somebody else the easiest way to do that grab a screenshot of this episode on your phone post it on your favorite social media platform tag us in um and then the other thing is leave us a review on either itunes or stitcher because that helps us to get the podcast to even more people so just remind me how people can leave a review for this podcast Okay, so your best bet of how to leave a review for this podcast, well, it depends on what platform you're on, so it's a little bit complex. But if you're on an iPhone, it's super easy. If you go into the Apple um, podcast app and you go into shows and you find the Your Best Year Starts Here show, if you scroll through that page, it will show you things like the most played episodes. Underneath all of that, it will show you the reviews we've already got. And there is a simple button there that says submit a review. And have we got a lot of reviews so far? We've got, I think at the time of recording this, we got 20, 21 reviews, something like that, which, you know, as a percentage of our listeners is actually quite small. Um, we've got a whole bunch more people that have given us five star ratings. But if as well as hitting the five stars to give the rating, you leave a review, that helps us to get to even more people cool 